Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Spar and Brawl. I hope you're having a decent day. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sam. And we're back with another episode of The Progressive World. So thank you again for joining us. Please make sure to like and more importantly, consider to subscribe if you're a regular viewer and you haven't subscribed yet. And yeah, we'll hold our part of the bargain by adding timestamps under this video. Okay, so now that all that is out of the way, let me just give a quick rundown. And Sam, please feel free to interrupt me if there's anything you want to add. So we're going to start with a few small tweets um, after our chit chat, of course. And then we're going to move on to Russia, Ukraine, some interesting and funny stuff. There was this <laughs> very interesting debate on the hill between the three co-hosts. We're going to cover that. BJ Prashad went on Katie Halper's show. We'll, we'll cover that. And then we're also going to turn to the fallout of the war. So its impact on different regions and countries once we're done with ukraine we're going to move on to some other stories we're going to talk about madeline albright of course in ethiopia there's been some kind of truce so sam is gonna elaborate on that that's very interesting i found one news item that's that's a week old right now to be extremely interesting and that's bashar assad visiting going to the uae and visiting both their president and their vice president so i found that to be an interesting development we'll talk about that and then we'll wrap up with a few more stories <laughs> at the end uh the hill had some democratic strategists or i don't know if these guys were really strategists there were there was something else but we'll we'll talk about them and hilarious clip from uh, jackson supreme court's confirmation hearings is just too funny and yeah, oh, and how can I, how can we forget about this? The Vanguard, especially Zach, went all out kind on Kyle Kalinsky. I mean, you know, he said it, it's like some tough love. And, you know, I think you agree with a lot of things that they said. It was just perhaps a bit surprising <laughs> the way that they went for it. But yeah, anything else, Sam, worth mentioning? Um, no, everything, yeah. I think you covered it all. Okay. Some funny stories at the end. Yeah, definitely. Any of them, anything Seagulls. to mention about any of them? Seagulls. <laughs> Chinese Seagulls, that's all I have to mention. Okay, all right. So we'll get to all that. Okay, so yeah, please like and subscribe. Timestamps down below. And yes, yeah, Sam, let's start off with our chit-chat. So I've been watching Succession, and I was thinking we should be careful how much we talk about it because I want to go like two hours in, like use all our energy in succession. So there's definitely succession, which we can talk about. And I'm sure we're going to come back to it a bunch of times. So we can perhaps put it on a um, pin in it for right we, now. And you start wait, wait. with your part of the chit chat. And then we come back okay, to succession. Okay. I think. No, but first, where are you now? Story. So now, story. well, it's still open right here. I'm season two, episode eight. What's happening? I don't. That's so like pretty the much end this, of season two. Yeah, the three or four episodes. So pretty much, they, they're unable. Yeah, I think they reached a point where that other family has refused to sell them. Um, sell oh, them the, the well, Frankfurts. The no, the Frasers, the Frosts. No, the Frasers. The fr yeah. It's basically, I think it's like, what is it? Do you think it's like a stand-in, I think, for like Washington Post or something like that, you know, kind of, yeah. I think. I, I don't know. Kind of, yeah. But I, I mean, I the family, the succession family themselves, they're supposed to be kind of like Rupert Murdoch, no? Or is it like another family or, you know? 
No, well, Merdok plus Disney because they have like mm-hmm. uh, rides and stuff, and yeah. there is that whole big deal about people dying on their rides. <laughs> <laughs> That's very Disney. Like exactly. famously, these people die on Disney's rights, but they buy off LA newspapers or Florida newspapers and other really? shit. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, America. Oh, sorry. Is- by the way, is your microphone up here or down there? Oh, oh it's, it was just touching your hand. Yeah, if you can just be located a bit Ow. further up. Thank you for that. All right. But sorry. yeah, um, so that just but happened, I, I, and they're dealing. Yeah, what? they're dealing with one of those scandals, and they couldn't make the. Yeah, they just weren't able to buy. Let's, and Kendall yeah. is okay. That's happening. Well, Kendall. no, Kendall. <laughs> I mean, specifically, they're in the UK right now visiting the mom oh. to ask her if they can buy off her shares or something like that, I believe. And yeah, no, Kendall is still completely distraught from, you know, having killed that. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> that, that kid, uh, yeah. Man, it's, yeah, such a good TV show. I, I genuinely think it's top five ever tv shows I've okay seen, good so. i'm g- glad that you know you said that we like to get to the meat of things here so that's where i take a bit of an issue is yeah. it like for instance yesterday when we we're talking i told you is it at the same level of boardwalk empire or show that i don't love as much as sopranos of course and you know i never even finished it really i think and to me it just seems like you know i just feel like it's of course like a better show than let's say like prison break or lost or these kind of dramas <laughs> yeah of course but i also don't see it like you know being like the wire for instance i had seen season one of the wire not season two and i think you know that's also considered as being one of the best shows yeah uh, I, just, I, I don't see it, it being that amazing and just there aren't enough it, it interesting is. things or there could just be more there's not enough perhaps social commentary or enough interesting characters okay i well i don't know, I don't know why i don't see that yeah i think it, i have a theory which is it's mostly the way it is shot and the way it is written as in like you know you watch shakespeare uh, or you watch you, you i mean even shakespeare is not really a good example because at his own time he was kind of writing popular art but like uh Sopranos or Boardwalk Empire or The Wire even. The Wire actually is a very overrated, I think, show, to be honest. The Wire is not that good. I mean, so like, but the way it's filmed and the way characters talk and just because sometimes they show some poor kid like doing drugs or something, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I think it's very much like they play on that tropes. In my view, succession, social commentary wise, I think it's far more advanced than anything sopranos. not sopranos no then board boardwalk empire which i love uh sopranos i'm not a big fan again it's i know sopranos is great it's just my <laughs> issue with no you're like wrong this, but, uh, i don't get this <laughs> yeah I, I i do accept that i accept <laughs> but like i do think uh, like content wise it's it's far better like deeper writing but because it's it's written very much like the way real people i think talk and real people act and it's just it doesn't hit the same you know there is no great tragic uh, great uh, uh roman tragic greek tragic character that you know uh, there is no everybody's really real i think i think and they do, i mean they do like you know they do a really good job i think to like 
sticking to the type of character you know like for instance the young really dumb one he doesn't evolve oh, or Greg. change he's yeah not, no 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 not him great. not the cousin the the son the young oh, son all right all right the like, pervert <laughs> yeah he doesn't evolve or change one bit at all like throughout the first two seasons so that's good <laughs> because he doesn't look like someone who would evolve uh, and change i like I mean, that yeah for instance greg changes he's a bit interesting And so one more thing with the daughter, right? The daughter at first, they made her seem like, you know, this know-it-all and like, you know, she's like so smart and stuff. But I like how in season two, they kind of bring her back down to reality, kind of. So that's like pretty, um, pretty realistic. I like that. I think I, I, there's like usually, I don't know if that's true, but there's usually two types of sort of character arc, mm-hmm. sort of one, which is like it. the arc and the other one which is like it's the, like nobody changes ever and i think this show is more on the they don't mm. change sort yeah. of they just keep repeating the same i mean yeah exactly kendall does father. the same exactly kendall yeah. does the same thing over and over that's that was actually criticism of my dad he was like, <laughs> he was like the same thing like kind of happens like you know over and over just, again yeah they and constantly then, and are then trying also, Yeah, and then he's also said, okay, they're exaggerating a bit. Like, he goes to the UK and there's, like, 10 cars following him and all that. And I was like, you know, well, I guess that's how Murdoch travels and everything. But, yeah, <laughs> I guess he was, yeah. I don't know. From what I've uh, seen, like, it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but it's, I mean, season three is great. I'm, I yeah. can't wait for season four, so. You know, it's, I see. Uh, anything else oh one thing though like i mean you know i'm not going to take issue with this but they like ascribe much more power and importance to the media that than i feel that than you do so that was funny you know when they were gonna when they were talking about that takeover the uh, the the daughter comes and says okay but if we take over them where are we gonna actually get the news you know So like, you know, people actually need this kind of news because <laughs> they're like, okay, we accept that, you know, we're covering bullshit, but they're doing a good job. Do we really want to ruin that? So that kind of went against, you know, what you usually say, but I know you're not going to hold that against they, the show. I, do, I don't think they overemphasize the power that media plays. I think they... Uh... I think people in like people in power think like they genuinely like if you're a president and then MSNBC for example does a piece on you which is critical you're gonna lose your shit and you're gonna think oh my god this is ridiculous how dare they I think that's how they think so I, I think in a way it's a representation of that but he's not just the media guy though he's like a super rich you know he's got yeah. hands in every yeah. Uh, fingers in every pie and all that so yeah uh, it's it's this i don't know it brings like uh, the adam mckay's directing style and sort of writing with some of the best actors like mcfade uh, then matthew mcfade mm-hmm. yeah he, he's really yeah brian cox james uh, cromwell uh, cousin craig even yeah. like she uh, <laughs> the girl who plays she like all of them are so yeah good. And so dark, so dark. Mm, dark. So- That's literally what I wrote right now because that was the last thing I wanted to say. There are yeah, a few so really dark moments. I mean, messed real. up. One is where he hits the the his grandson with the can, yeah. the can of beans. That was messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's then crazy. just an episode or two ago, he 
he backhands the younger oh, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the younger son is like can complete denial the next day. He's like, wait, the, oh no, no, the dad is in denial. Sorry. He's like, did I uh, even touch you? Did I even yeah, did, it, did that make <laughs> I think he says, did that make a contact yeah. or something? <laughs> and yeah, and but a few I other messed know. up things happen to like the the son-in-law. <laughs> It's that I'm not gonna mention. <laughs> oh, son-in-law is oh my god! But man, he's the best. He's the most interest. Like that. I, I mean, I remember McFadden from like one of the very when I was young. I loved this TV show called The Spooks. Uh, it was like British twenty-four or something. You know, it was the British version of like I don't know. Spooks like was they were spies, and it's just his trend. And he was the he was Mr. Darcy. In, Pride and Prejudice. So his transformation mm. is just unbelievable. Yes, and Connor, yeah. I love Connor as well. Connor, Connor is great. The oldest brother, the crazy brother. Oh yeah, the potentially pervert. <laughs> yeah, the special one. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's yeah, the no. smartest one in many ways. Like, is he though? No, like, uh, yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, he, he's actually no, like, the in most a way, messed up one. Big, <laughs> Yeah, he's basically, no, I don't, I mean, they're all, but he's basically a, a sort of pieced out of the competition, yeah. really. He's not like, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I find this, the family dynamics, to be honest, super realistic. And like, even like the dramas that are about family relations, mm-hmm. I find most of them are not as real as this one. I find this one to be Sometimes it's scarily real. It's yeah. too, like, Jesus Christ. I love it. I, it's favorite, my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I really, like, it was bothering me that I didn't like this show. I was like, this makes no sense that I don't <laughs> like this show. So no, I, mean, I made it on, through season one. And se- yeah, I give it, you know, a good my- seven so far. But like, Sopranos, in terms of depicting real things, I find they have more examples they have more characters more situations and in everything in sopranos is real i mean that, that, i that, have that. the same problem i have the same like i feel so guilty for not liking sopranos but i can't believe these people exist or these things happen like what is it one like when a couple of young people go to kill somebody else i can't believe that type of shit happen like on the streets not like yeah i don't get i i i find sopranos very yeah, I don't know. No, I mean, I mean that's I like real. It. That's real life. You haven't seen it. Not real life. It's <laughs> succession. <laughs> I don't know. All right. They are both real life. Yeah. Okay, sorry let's... for forcing you to discuss succession. No, 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 no. It's good. So let's keep... Well, I'm sure we'll come back to it. So yeah, how about well, you take over now a bit? Well, I had a very busy week in terms of... <laughs> I, had, I watched loads. Let's just start with this. I finished Righteous Gemstone season. Um, is this season two or three? Two. Righteous Gemstones, the latest season. I think you like that too. It's like lowbrow humor succession, basically. Mm-hmm. It's about, I think I told you, it's about a family of evangelical Christians. Oh, okay. And it's so funny, man. It's, it's the parallels to Iran as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, Iran is a so, you know, religious things is unbelievable and it's just it's so good it's fascinatingly funny and it, um, yeah it's a comedy i see yeah, yeah it's okay yeah. it's far more comedy i mean it's not just pure comedy but mm-hmm. and it's very by the way social commentary wise it's very 
socially commentary. <laughs> I comment uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> comment a lot on social. <laughs> I watched the uh, radio. I finished the Resident Alien, another comedy that was pretty fun. <laughs> that's a bit. I don't know if you like that. That's I don't think that's your cup of tea, but it's yeah, still the... quite funny. Then uh, I uh, oh uh, I watched. I don't know why, but I watched like five different animations. I had a Man. big animation week. Man, oh, did you ever watch The Boys? I think I told you about that. Um, I've seen it. I've seen like parts, but yeah. And I mean, it's mean maybe maybe an episode or two, but yeah, not too much um, into it. Man, I love it. That Below Succession, that's like probably my favorite yeah. ongoing TV show right now. It's been a few and years they, since I've seen any. The new season is about to come out and they released the animation called Diabolical. It's, I think, nine or eight animation shorts, and they're all amazing. Oh, wow. Like, uh, each one in a different style. One is in Looney Tunes style. Mm -hmm. One is in, like, a uh, Rick and Morty style. One is in a traditional, like, anime style. How long are they? So that, 10 minutes, really, really short. Really good, really good. I mean, bloody fantastic. Uh, I watched Arcane, finally, which... Me a couple of months ago made a lot of noise. I don't know if you heard about that. No. Uh, based no, on animation. Oh, ba animation based on a, a video game, but like really got good reviews, good voice cast and stuff. Really pretty good. I mean, it was childish and, <laughs> you know, it wasn't there. It was targeted, I feel, at 12 year olds. But uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was interesting. Good characters, good female characters, you know, interesting. Really good animation. The animation style is quite, I like, I, I think with animation, like it's not good enough these days to just go realistic. Mm. You have to like have a sort of a stylistic thing. And this, this one had a really good one. Uh, I mean, I highly suggest checking it out. Uh, and I watched, uh, Dragon's Blood, Dota. I don't know what Dota is, but Defense of the Ancient, I don't know. And Vox, which are, they're like both animations based on Dungeons and Dragons type things. And man, I really enjoyed them. They were really good. Yeah, they you watched quite a few of these, huh? Yeah, I can't get <laughs> this type of shit from movies anymore. All the movies are like, you know, uh, like, it's, like the, the, it's really weird. In movies, you either tend to be Big action movies, you either tend to get good action scenes or good story. <laughs> but with animation, it seems they can balance it. I see. So, yeah, really fun week of animation watching, to be honest. And what about South Park? Uh, you watched some of that as well, I see. Yeah, yeah. Oh, before that, oh, and I watched this TV, This one, man. This animation was great. Inside Job, man. It was mm. so funny. It was so funny. Christian Slater and Lizzie Chaplin. And she's this, she like voices this character who's works in a deep state and they are supposed to basically like every, like every every day they have to like they're in the you know it's all your all the conspiracies true <laughs> like there's a lizard man there's the robot president there's like all of them are true but they are trying to keep it hidden from the world and just keep it going and it's so good man it's so funny there's a talking uh, mushroom like a psychedelic mushroom type thing I mean, I loved it. It was so fun. It, and Christian Slater, man. I love Christian Slater since True Romance. So it was, yeah, he, no, he, he was he, so he's funny. Great. 
But I see, yeah, and I'm checking it right now. Of course, it has nothing to do with the movie Inside Job. <laughs> no, no, not with the, no, no, not with the documentary <laughs> Inside Job, no. No, 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 sorry. But, uh, no. Oh, that was Inside Man? Sorry, I'm confusing anyway. The one with the bank robbery. Oh, Inside Man was, that was Inside Man, yeah, with yeah, the, sorry. what's his name? The guy who made Malcolm X made it, Spike, Spike Lee, not mm. Spike Jones, Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah. And Clive Owen and the, oh, and before, okay, I'll, this is a good segue later on for movie. I will. But yeah, Inside Job, I highly recommend it. I think you'll like it. Everybody will like it. Like that was just too good. Too many good jokes. Yeah, like, I know. It sounds interesting. Really good. Really good. Um, and then, yeah, South finished South Park's latest season. I think sixth episode was the latest. Like was the finale. Really good. Band. South Park is goddamn amazing. I yeah, mean, like can. their social commentary is just... Uh, they did a lot about race this time and you know politics as performance and you know uh, that thing wisecrack which i think is just my favorite youtube channel basically they did a great video yeah i was watching that nothing really stood that what was their main argument they were making or they were just putting in little bits and pieces of commentary in that video i didn't rewatch it but they connected it to the whole uh, ideas that Walter Benjamin talks about with the culture industry mm. and, uh, you know, uh, that like, because basically, you know, people of South Park uh, start to, you know, weaponize race <laughs> against each other yeah. and in their business and all that. So I forget. Yeah, they connected to Walter Benjamin, David Harvey's writing. Yeah, true. And... Yeah, I just didn't I get an overall the, um, overall argument. Yeah, yeah, you're that. right. I think the overall argument I think was that South Park is arguing that Paul, like all everything is a performance and nothing is genuine mm. in terms of like all, all the people who are like trying to bring about like you know they talk about like you know Robin D'Angelo types that try to talk, bring. Oh, it's not. Oh. It's not about that. Was the main argument? I just remembered. Like, be good in, in nowadays in this sort of culture. Being good is not about changing the world or having a plan to change the world or having a plan to take action. It's about having the good ideas, having mm-hmm. the right ideas. I see. And uh, you know, like for example, that type of thing. So it's not a yeah, and it's a in a way, it's a very reactionary sort of times you could argue. Got you. I see. Yeah, I mean, South Park, I used to watch it quite a bit, but yeah, a while ago, like 15 years ago. I mean, and the one episode I will never forget. And I mean, you know, I learned the word conformist <laughs> thanks to this episode. Uh, but there was this one episode where just go calling everyone conformist as <laughs> That's like, that was like one of the best. Like, and you know, it's so real, and everybody wants to conform. And I guess, I mean, everybody conforms to, to a certain extent. extent and it also has to do with the self-censorship um, discussion that we had we've had before you know and then we'll have it perhaps later again you know a lot of the time people don't want to you know don't want to stand out and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's Exa- not, yeah it's bad i mean you know don't get me wrong yeah. when you conform to bullshit all the time 24 7 you know that's of course pisses me off like anybody else but yeah <laughs> they were just going around I mean, calling everybody conformist asshole <laughs> yeah i mean you can't make me too 
you can be too judgmental about people personally, but you can't be too public about it. <laughs> they'll, they'll respond in kind. <laughs> but uh, no, South Park, I don't know. I never actually liked South Park back in the days when it was in the early days. I found too many farts and sort of poop mm. jokes. But then later on, I sort of season 16 onwards, I remember like one of the first episodes I loved was the Inception one. No. <laughs> they made fun of extension with the sheeps and all that. It was just so good. And yeah, or the, yeah, the BP episode with the oil spill <laughs> in Mexico. That was so good. I that remember, sounds funny. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but it was so funny. Yeah, we have accidentally, may have accidentally caused the rupture and have bring about the end of times with the, you know, Cochulu, the, the god of death is here. <laughs> and it's just, and then the BP guys was just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I never like. Yeah, I even like South Park movie. I don't lo- find it that funny. But yeah, the I mean the South Park episodes... movie, you know, was also musical, but it was funny. I mean that one was all about dunking on Canadians, Probably the best. right? It was no, it was it was about uh, it was it was about play, like I think it kind of was about a rock war and how they blame yeah, the really foreign country. Yeah, it, it was because like yeah they blame canadians for degenerating their culture and then they start a war and then you have the whole uh saddam being an abusive partner of uh, the devil <laughs> so i think it was about the fact that you know you sort of make a single country or a single targets you're the target of your you you're the cause of all your uh sorrows or your vows and so, what yeah. about the whole thing of they took our jobs was that from also the movie i think do you remember that they, they, took, they took our jobs job. it was about you know immigrants coming and taking jobs and oh i think maybe that's from like one of the episodes then i think that's they just like go ones. around protesting. i don't remember <laughs> they took our jobs <laughs> <laughs> they're so good i mean it's even like man their last three like like during trump years they had the highest school guy becoming president <laughs> And all that, it like just like uh, Trump, and the whole thing was just so good. I like, I love it. I love them. It, it's kind of like it's always funny as well. It's been going on for so long. Yeah, it's almost reassuring to have them that okay, something makes <laughs> sense still in this. God, no. But I think in recent years, I've definitely watched and been more into Family Guy. But I mean, it's the, the, yeah, it's a really? bit of a different. I show, gave up yeah. on Family Guy about five years ago. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm, that like. You know, I'm watching it or following it, but no, no, I, know, I yeah. definitely see it more. And also, watch. sometimes it pops up on TV, like you know, if I ever flick through the channels. Whereas South Park, yeah, you don't see it on TV. Anymore. South Park, you have to, yeah, because it's not really American. That I slightly even prefer to uh, Family Guy. I found yeah, so that you never like Family Guy too much. It's okay, but American Dad, I found, no, I liked it in the beginning, but then it became very repetitive mm-hmm. and all that. But American Dad, I liked it a bit more because the guy was in CIA and mm-hmm. I loved his boss, Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. It was so funny always. And, you know, it, it felt a bit more, you know, less reverential. I don't know. I see. But uh, now moving from TV yeah, shows and else? animations and all that, I watched two movies the Empty Man horror movie, which was, it, it was, it had such a good idea in my view and such a good plot, but it was so overlong and so, mm. I, I don't understand this. This is like Hereditary was like that and Midsummer. These movies that have great horror ideas and can be, 
And they, I don't, and everybody loves them, but the critics, oh, the slowness of the scene built up the tension. It for me, it's just fucking boring. So that was, it was okay. The story and stuff is really interesting, original, but goddamn boring. And then I watched man last night. Jesus Christ, Macbeth, the tragedy of Macbeth, mm. the recent. If I think one of the Coen brothers, I don't, I forget which one, made it. Not. Cohen brothers uh denzel washington plays macbeth and uh man best macbeth adaptation i've seen it was so good like denzel washington is the best denzel washington's <laughs> yeah. macbeth was the best yeah i see it i haven't be. seen any of them or have i even read the book i mean i feel like i've read the book but <laughs> in school yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've read Macbeth or I've just seen. But anyway, um, it's man, this is like if you like I've seen the this between all the Macbeth ones, this is definitely even there was one recently with uh, what's his name? Michael Fassbender mm-hmm. and Marianne Cotillard. And this is more fun, definitely more fun. And then Zellman, I've never I was to be honest, Macbeth is a bit like I never understood why Macbeth is so like, I think there are other plays of Shakespeare that are kind of better and more fun. It's really boring, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but this, they may, I love this one. This is the, uh, this really good. Denzel Washington as Macbeth. I think maybe the reason I generally don't like theater that much, but in this one, they do close shots. Mm-hmm. And usually whenever you do a theatrical adaptation, they try to do, wide shots where the actors can do a lot but coin brothers they do close shots of you close-ups and stuff and it's more cinematic and the acting it's just so good like uh, yeah denzel washington is just too good man sounds pretty good i mean i agree with you there sound it's a bit tempting but i'm not yeah I, I, it. it's it's definitely the most fun i had watching macbeth like mm-hmm. compared to other versions, this is the least boring. He, again, Denzel's way of acting just makes the whole thing so <laughs> much more intense and fun. It's just so good. There, there's a scene famously where Macbeth has hallucinations, and it's so good. It's so good with him. I, I mean, yeah, fantastic. Nice stuff, nice stuff. So, yeah, I thought I mentioned that too. Well, very busy culture. <laughs> yeah, I can see. <laughs> you had a good week, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah and yeah so ending it i also started a couple of books yeah yeah two books to be honest 1984 i started rereading it because of matt Taibbi just going on about it constantly and man i realized something uh, a confession i have to make do you remember we talked about 1984 and the fact that there are glass houses and they can see inside yeah you told that. me that yeah that's yeah. not true i was wrong okay. no no I, yeah that's from v that's from v another uh, novel oh. with very similar story by yevgeny zamyatin and it's from 1920 so it's actually there's a good chance i think it's influenced uh, I, I think it definitely influenced um, what's his name uh, George Orwell in writing mm-hmm. 1984. So that was from that. And they have very similar stories. So sorry for you know, mixing those, like like spreading misinformation. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, anything good yeah. that you got out of this time or you enjoyed it more? Like I, have, I said before, when I, I read the book, 
I read it and then some of the parts that were like, you know, less on social commentary and they were like kind of on the relation between the two main characters and stuff. I kind of lost interest and then, yeah, I stopped reading. But as I've confessed a bunch of times, I don't really read too much fiction. But yeah, so what about what did you make of it the second time that you read it or now that you started reading it again? I, I just started. Yeah, I haven't still gotten to Julia and all that yet. O'Brien, I think oh. Yeah. but uh yeah look i mean i yeah i i i may still don't get what matt tabby is saying about for example like george orwell was right or george orwell was uh you know correct about his pre- i don't see any i find his novel to be like it's i mean it's, i was like which aspects people, is a, matt tabby really saying like you know because I do. I have. I need. To, I don't know. I watched his interview on uh, Breaking Points, but I need to watch his shows on Colin. I think he talks about them. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened yeah. to them properly, but yeah, I think they took surveillance. The idea that, for example, the history is rewritten. But I think, I mean, this is by the way not me saying it. It's always Brave New World by Aldous Huxley is always juxtapositioned with 1984, and I think. Both novels are extremely, I don't like them to be honest, either one, because they're too extreme in their, like, I understand you're trying to make a point and it's a parable and it's not, and I guess that my problem is that these are not great as storybooks, they are great parables. Mm -hmm. And I don't really, like, everything is too extreme, like the idea of Big Brother and the idea of a enemy of Big Brother, both of them are these extremes of this thing, like, I'm just like, you know, the, he was just this, one of the things I just read was that he had to do his morning exercise, the exercises they have to do every day. Like there is a, they, they don't have a glasses, glass houses. They don't live in glass houses. They have tele screens that they, you know, communicate with mm-hmm. the state through. Uh, and, you know, like, it's just like this idea that, oh, they're going to be in our home and they're going to tell us to do exercise in the morning, wake up at say. Like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I get it. It's interesting parable, but you could make that interesting parable in three pages. You don't have to write it like, a, I mean, 1984 is pretty short, but. Yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, that's probably why <laughs> I stopped reading it. Because once I got those few pieces out of it, which are kind of what interests me, then I'm just like a fiction book. I, I mean, you know. I mean, I really like the uh, ideas that it's talking about. And, you know, it's fine for me if you take it, you know, further than it really is in reality. But, and, you know, I mean, and you can find in different contexts similarities and all this. But, yeah, I mean, is it even like, you know, is it that unique that this book makes this point or something? I mean, you know, you see no, this. No, no, I mean, this, we, no, no. We, yeah, you see I this kind of thing about. in a lot of movies and different kind of shows and books you for gotta a long it... time but yeah i mean this is an, no, not a good I, I, one i look, guess the, i guess the time he was making it it wasn't as pervasive like we are living but in a world where that old no it's from 60s right or 80s i think it's from 60s i'm not sure but yeah whatever um, uh, it's yeah but 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 like come 49, on 49 like, from... 1949 Oh, wow. So earlier than I thought. It... No, no, it's definitely, I would say, especially post-World War II, especially post maybe 80s onwards, like we've been exposed to much more dystopian art in terms of movies, TV shows, books that have been influenced by 1984 yeah. and others. 
So I give him that, that, you know, the novelty may have been, have been lost due to this aspect. But again, like, yes, but even like V, uh, like it's from 1920s, same plot, um, Brave New World is a, it's the opposite plot really. But, <clears throat> and like, there's like, there is nothing I find interesting about his writing style or his plot. That's the problem, you know? Like, it's not like, you know, uh, oh, you're wondering, okay, the opposition, okay, how are they going to maneuver through this? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, again, this is like with Sopranos, our problem or my problem. I generally think, I don't think humanity ever makes progress. Like, okay, technology-wise, we make progress, but not, you know, in terms of not really becoming better or more reasonable or anything. But art, I think, does. Uh, no, I genuinely, I think we don't. But art generally, I think does. And like, just to, I just also started this book that I've been meaning to start for a couple of years, Three Body Problem, which is a sci-fi book that is sort of written by a Chinese novelist and is set in past, present, and future. And that one is also actually clearly, I mean, the, the, I think there is, uh, you can make comparisons with 1984, it talks about the, it's also very highly critical of a communist state. It talks about mm -hmm. the Red Guards during Chinese culture revolution and all that. And it's so much better. It's so much better. And it reminds me of reading George R. R. Martin and comparing that to Lord of the Rings. And man, Lord of the Rings compared to Game of Thrones is crap. Yeah, it's it's nothing. <laughs> it's all it's. I mean, it's all it's like oh, the good guys were white and they sang songs, and the bad guys were. Ugh. It's like reading, you know, medieval fucking stories. And with 1984, that's how I feel. It's like it's such a pathetically. Oh, the bad guys said you should do this, and the good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm being I very see. harsh, but I really. I'm not enjoying it at all. So. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't come to its defense because <laughs> I never read the book fully. So I mean, to you know, oh, you never finished it even. 1984. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I got those few like anecdotal and those kind of interesting things that got my attention, and then I was reading it. Oh, no, but then, the ending. Yeah, and then it was this the part ending. where the two, where the male and female character it was just kind of about them and stuff, and I was like, and that's that's it for me. It's not a movie because no, reading to... books take time, you know, like to finish that well, book would have movie. taken, you know, I don't know how many more hours, you know. So, yeah, if it was like a movie. I no, would find that long. Let's get it. Let's get it over. But, but if not with a book, I'd rather <laughs> what, you know, there is a eat, movie. Some, eat, read something nonfiction, which I find far more interesting. No. Yeah. I've never seen the I movie would... either. Yeah. I've never seen the. I didn't know there was a movie. John Hurt. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I from what I remember, but. I love John Hurt. And it was made but in 1984. Say, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think it's a worth finishing just because the story does have a point. I think the story is not even oh, bad. I'm sure, it, it does. I'm not like saying it does. I'm just no, no, someone because, who doesn't no, no, read there fiction. Is a, no, I, I think the end, there is something. It's not just about dabble, dabble think and uh, surveillance and all that. There is a, I think that what happens to the character in the end is yeah, quite yeah, sure. Do you want me to spoil it? Should I? Everybody knows and it. Should I? I would get that enjoyment from the movie. It's just the book. I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, please do. All right. Should I? Oh, you yeah. Don't I mean, I was actually thinking of watching the movie maybe at some point. 
like the movie i could watch it but you can spoil it i mean i don't think it would change much well they they did you get to the point where you find the oh Oh, i have no idea which point it was like five or six years ago i think i read like a third of it i think that you but yeah i don't recall anything like that yeah he meets this guy o'brien who sort of says that you know he may like it seems like o'brien has also anti-estate tendencies uh, and you know he sort of confines in him somewhat and then that o'brien guy gives him the book by the guy who's the main opposition Mm -hmm. uh that's every day they have to like swear at for two minutes i don't know (laughs) yeah so and then he reads the book and then with the julia i think or whatever her name is they go into o'brien's house they declare their love and you know all that and they but at the end it turned out o'brien was actually working for the thought police it was a and the whole fucking potentially the whole uh rebellion is basically a um Mm. A front uh, potentially maybe not maybe they're just you know uh, uh, abusing the system and they basically keep torturing uh, the main character uh, Winston uh, and then finally they uh, like they torture him with the worst thing like he fears which is rats mm-hmm. uh, and they threaten to put him in a cage with live hungry rats mm-hmm. in which in that like he's basically finally breaks down completely and he says that put julia in put julia don't put me in just put the love of his he Mm. sells out the love of his life you know and then you know so that's that and then after at the end uh, he gets out i I think they meet i i i don't remember i think they meet again with julia at some point and but at that point he's completely brainwashed and he's completely subdued so that's interesting so wait two things happen one was that it kind of showed the <laughs> that uh, torture works. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway, let's put let's put that aside. <laughs> the second one is, but okay. Yeah, so the main character completely well, betrays. Is that the main character who betrays? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. love of his life. Okay. I, I, and and she, I from what I remember. Oh, so he she gets brainwashed the towards the end. She does the same to him through torture. Yeah. Oh, through torture. Oh, wow. So this is really a pro-torture movie. <laughs> <laughs> you Orville. Everybody missed the point of the yeah. book. The main point of the book was that government should utilize torture in their efforts. People have misread this book. Can your original take on it? On I Orwell. cracked the case from second. Yeah. Orwell, was, Orwell was pro-torture. He was basically he was like Dick Cheney of his time. Yeah. Enhanced interrogation. No, I, but- I, and you yes. know, full transparency though, and I really haven't looked into Orwell much whatsoever except his Wikipedia page. But there's also like yeah. that thing where you know he writes a letter saying who and who shouldn't be part of some kind of government or um body. Blacklist, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. And you know, he, that he also has a left black... a bad taste in my mouth. But I just read that in he, passing, you know, once. He's, so, you know. I I no, I I'm not a fan of I think Orwell in many ways it was ahead of his time in a sense that he represents, I think, what the what the left became 1960s onwards. He was extremely inward looking, in my view, conservative really in his tendencies, simple-minded, simple, right? I mean, I'm sorry, I'm just one of the greatest <laughs> British authors of all. You fucking idiot. But yeah, he's he represents, he was ahead of his time because he was so he was so uh 
disgusted by the horrors of the communism and Stalinism, really, really Stalinism. And he, fair enough, by the way, I would, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, he was so horrified by that while at the same time being horrified of imperialism. He was a, a police officer in Burma, if I'm not mm. mistaken, or India. Maybe it was India. I don't know. But uh, he, uh, so he was horrified by any kinds. He's the typical person who says that power corrupts and absolute power mm. corrupts. He's the type of person who is suspicious of all kinds of structures, all kinds of powers, all kinds of authority. And yeah, I think yeah, that's why he put he that blacklist had people like E. H. Carr on it, who was a you know uh, sort of left wing historian. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan of his writing. It's extremely. And by the way, this is not even me saying it. His writing is like people admit that his writing is simplistic and just shit. I mean, it's just. It's, sloppy and i mean i remember when i was yeah, reading I, it, it was really Winston easy to food. read and just jump yeah. but i thought that's just like fiction they're like that kind of no <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you for undermining <laughs> no, it's, and then they even fucking jr Tolkien had some fucking ups and downs and epson you know it wasn't like yeah. it's just so goddamn boring his writing his tone it's all preaching it's all, yeah, and in this world, it's bad, isn't it? Don't you think mm-hmm. it's bad in the world? It's all fucking preaching. It's all, sorry. Um, and what about I his other book, it. the Animal Farm one or something? Have you read that one? Yes, a couple of, I read Animal Farm when I was, I prefer. I haven't Animal read that farm. one at I, all. I really, I What's it about? Oh, it's about farm. <laughs> and the it's about the Russian Revolution, really. There oh. is, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's about uh, these. Um, it's a, it's a farm, and then the pigs and other animals have a revolution to mm-hmm. against their owners and farmers. But then over time, the pigs representing different pigs representing Stalin, Trotsky, and Lenin. Okay. They like Lenin dies. I think halfway through the there is a great cartoon. Mm-hmm. I remember the cartoon more than the book, but um, yeah, and then it's about how uh, the Russian Revolution became corrupted, and that one is more fun, I suppose. Maybe because it's also it's animals; it's just got a more f- parable feel to it, and more serious. I, I mean, it's just yeah. I don't know why I don't like 1984 mm-hmm. at all. I really don't. I, see. I love, by the way, Matt Taibbi, but <laughs> I just don't like this. Okay, all right, let's keep this moving. Anything else to mention, discuss in the chit chat during the chit chat? No, right I, I feel no, no. Oh, I okay, I don't know if I should. I kind of wanted to make this confession that I <laughs> realized this week <laughs> you're gonna hate me, everybody's gonna hate me, but I think my favorite band may be Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Have you heard of it? We are so shit about it. Hey, I've heard of them. No, but listen, I mean, I'm not going to judge you because who am I? I barely listen to music and stuff, but... Oh, really? I mean, I don't don't love them. I think like one or two of their songs in the beginning was okay. Then it just became too much of the same kind. And yeah, I mean, people, I'm not surprised they call it shitty because they're an extremely mainstream band. So whenever people, people either love the mainstream band or they will point out how they're not the best musicians. That's typically like two uh, ways is... that these conversations go, typically. In, but in t- yeah, 2000... so I don't think you should be too ashamed of it. I mean, you know. Thank you. 
it's just you and me guys so but yeah this feels like 2010s i also really liked momford and sons and all my like i was so many of my friends basically stopped answering my phone calls but yeah i mean i don't listen to them at all like anymore Man, they, although you know i used to be into that kind Mom of music still am yeah i mean them too yeah, yeah. right it was fun like yeah. one or two songs but then over and over yeah. and over again the same thing yeah, with their look bit, and yeah. shit yeah but that's all bands it, i guess so you know no but imagine dragons for, i would say that uh, they had it the arcane tv show i told you about the song on the uh, opening was theirs that was good and one of their songs was on the season three trailer of the boys mm. and both songs i find even the poetry is really good i don't get yeah. why are they considered so shit but i really love i mean i don't think everybody I thinks they're so shit bad. but yeah I mean, of, of course, they're pop, so obviously yeah. they're pop more popular than not. But all the, you know, like if I assume somebody like, like if somebody has the same level of like attention that I pay to attention that I pay to movies, they pay to music, they would consider what I'm saying is like, it's like yeah. equivalent of saying I like, uh, I don't know, I like the air, but no no no. i think you're making you're making a good comparison exactly but i mean yeah and last thing for me speaking of music and all this i really i quite like the music in succession oh the piano and stuff it's It's so awesome yeah that's that's one award and what about the intro do you like the intro i mean at first when i wasn't too much into it i would skip it but now when i'm more into it i kind of like Watch it and I, take it. I like it. I, I like um, no, I like it in general. Uh, I tend to because I tend to like. I try to uh, like not watch it for three weeks. Try to so wait for three episodes mm-hmm. or four episodes, especially in the end. So, like first time I watch it, I watch the intro, but then I skip it I because I'm binging. So yeah, that's true. But wait, oh yeah, let me tell you one thing though. Sopranos. If I ever met the people who made that show. I'll be like, listen, I love it, everything, but the theme song. <laughs> Everybody says that. Everybody the, the, says what that. bothers me the most is like, it's not <laughs> the kind of music that Tony listens to because throughout the show, they develop the kind of music that he listens to, which are like 70s kind of rock. You know, he loves those and he sings those. And this one is yeah. like totally out of nowhere. And it even ruins him get, going I'll around I'll Jersey get. and stuff. I like that part though. They show different... <laughs> scenes of jersey and shit and he's smoking his cigar that's something he always does so all that is fine but the music is i completely random it doesn't go with tony's taste or the kind of songs that feature in the movie every every person who i watched like a youtube commentary analysis of sopranos mm-hmm. they're all like we love the show we love the creators <laughs> the acting everything but the music what's with the goddamn <laughs> yeah. it's just everybody hates that i mean yeah yeah uh, it's not even it's, I, yeah you, like i said it's not yeah. even that i just don't like it it doesn't even go with the show that's my big no i agree issue. yeah i mean it it's it reminds me a bit of the wires song exactly like, but this is not the wire yeah 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 it reminds me of this i must say though I, now you mentioned new jersey and i just clicked that uh, Sopranos is taking place mostly in new jersey it is full in new jersey i mean in full in and to me, New Jersey, I swear to God, like fucking Shire from Lord of the Rings looks like a more realistic place than New Jersey. I can't believe this place exists. These people like with the jackets. Who wears that jackets or those shirts? Who? But they're oh the mafia. 
No, what? <laughs> yes, what they like a single color shirt. Wear a single color. It's, oh my God. Oh my God. It's just, yeah. I can't believe that place. It's kind of like Florida. It's almost near mythical place. <laughs> I think Florida will be like, I think if you go to New Jersey, you won't be too surprised. But based on, based on yeah, what yeah, I've heard, in reality, if you go to Florida, you will be <laughs> shocked oh, in many ways, left and right. Based, like, yeah. Based and on what everybody I've heard. Everybody who, yeah. so funny, in, in the inside job cartoon, there's one bit where the robot is like, he's trying to, uh, he becomes first, he becomes a super American patriot. Uh, there's this robot and he's like, yeah, America must become great and stuff. And then uh, one of the, she's the main character is like, okay, let's give him like a couple of seconds online. And they give him a couple of seconds online and he comes back and he's like, oh my God, this is awful. Florida alone. Oh my God. <laughs> Florida is like the pinnacle of yeah, there you that go. is corrupt. <laughs> Oh my God, Florida. That's Florida so for good. you, but a lot yeah. of people love that place. And it's also insanely yeah. expensive and all that as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I thought it's insanely Basically. cheap. That's why they love it. Because, oh, but maybe like, it has to do to with New the New different York areas. Or yeah, maybe all right. the different areas. Yeah, and older people. I mean, yeah, New York is expensive too. But yeah, I think there's like just first... so many communities. It's hard to generalize. Yeah, there's like the older people yeah. who go from They're different older places. Jewish, there's rich Cuban. people. There's the Cubans. There's other Latinos. There's like yeah, it's everything. Awesome. My first uh, like introduction to Florida was Seinfeld's parents yeah. moving there. <laughs> That's just the best. <laughs> the Boca Vista. <laughs> and then the dad is like, you know, he's in he's in charge. Yeah, he's, he's like the president. He's the, of, he's uh, the Nix. He does the whole Nixon thing. Yeah. He's like, then and he's then he gets impeached. <laughs> no, some of those episodes where they go there is really funny. And there's also it's, the other guy who's like his enemy there who has like the pen that you can write upside yeah, down yeah, and he gives the, it to Jerry. And then Jerry's NASA, mom's like, why NASA. did you accept this pen? <laughs> He gets a Cadillac. They have to like return the Cadillac. Anyway, all right. Should we get the real party started? Yeah, I think it's enough cultural talk. All right, Sam. Let's move. Let's switch things around a bit than we usually do, and let's just start off with a few tweets. And then we'll sure. move on to the rest. So, yeah, please like and subscribe if you haven't. So the first tweet, Sam, I mean, you know, I just wanted to see if you had anything to say a little bit about this whole, like, the way they talk about chemical weapons and stuff. It's really interesting. So let me read the tweet. So uh, someone had written that Scott Ritter. I mean, we know who that is, right? Yes, the guy who was on Grey Zone yeah. the other night. He's a former UN weapons inspector during the before Iraq invasion in 1990s. So Biden has assembled a tiger team to think through responses to a Russian chemical attack in Ukraine that exists only in the minds of politicized intelligence analysts here in America. And people wonder about it. And Lee Cam just wrote as former UN weapons inspector Scott Ritter saying below there's no chemical weapons attack. It's the exact same playbook the US used in Syria that four OPCW whistleblowers have revealed create red line of chemical attack then say there's been a chemical attack yeah i mean this chemical attack it's just so I, similar I, to like the way they would do it before you know if 
you know, chemical attack or non-chemical attack, if you know, if really you need to attack you a country, die. I don't feel like, you know, maybe you need to, regardless if there's a chemical attack or not, you know, it just, I understand that it's perhaps more horrible than other ways of killing people at yeah, all. Yeah, like this, if but... they stab you to this, it's much more uh, fun. Yeah. I, and I you know, mean, and then I, they I, say the ridiculous things about like you know Hitler and all that. You know, I'm not even gonna get into that stuff where they say, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. He didn't well, even. I would. Uh, I I think it's worse than what Lee Camp even says that mm-hmm. there is like the problem is even if there is a chemical attack, who's gonna believe them now? Mm-hmm. You know, like at this point, anybody can do anything and call it propaganda because, like. Like when it's really funny, like origin when you look at the origins of World War One and to a much lesser extent World War Two, it's this idea that over time during the fifty years before World War One, the powerful nations, most Britain being one of them, themselves, France another one, they broke international rules themselves. They broke international rules to the point that whatever rules that was established mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, balance of power and all that, you know, that it didn't mean anything. And now we're in the same place. The fact is that the last 30 years, it's just nobody believes anything anymore. Yeah. And I'm, I, I don't put it beyond Russians to use chemical weapons, just like Americans used chemical weapons in Iraq. I was shocked back then. But nowadays, I'm not shocked by anything. Nobody is. No, and nobody believes anybody. I mean, how can they? So, yeah, I mean, really yeah, that's, really that's one up. thing. And I agree with you there. But, but even for me, the other one is that, you know, I mean, the fact that, you know, if, if Russians were doing a million other things that like you're not going to attack, but it's the chemical one that, you know, really takes it to this other level. And I, uh, it seems like people kind of agree with that because, you know, they kept on trying no. to use this tactic but well chemical weapons and nuclear weapons there is and biological weapons to extend i mean the thing about them is that they tend i mean the reason the liberals give i i'm just not a big fan mm-hmm. of just war theory and all that i think it's all if there is a war it's basically suspension of all laws and reason but their justification they give is that those weapons are pretty much they are designed to hit population centers and kill this indiscriminately. They are not designed to, you can't like target a biological weapon towards like a military personnel yeah. rather. I think that's the, I don't I, know. I mean, I guess maybe you could, but then also the other ones, as we know, in theory, they're supposed to be much more targeted. Like for instance, drones. Yes. Yeah. They but end they're... up not being as <laughs> a target, yeah. but yeah. I mean, it's just so similar to Syria, though. I mean, that part is so true. I mean, that's where you kept on hearing it, you know, at least, you know, based oh, yeah, yeah. on the no, past no, it's 10, 12 weird. years that I've been following stuff. And um, the next tweet yeah. by Elon Omar, it was just interesting to see. Yeah, someone from U.S. Congress and Sorry, tweeting about Ethiopia. Phone. Will the truce mean the Ethiopian federal government will allow the resumption of economic activity like banking, telecommunications and electricity in Tigray? Will the government allow aid through Amar in addition to Afar? What about Western Tigray? So I was just impressed with Ilan Omar seemingly knowledge, decent knowledge on this situation and what's going on. I don't know if you have anything am... to add. We're going to talk about this Ethiopia in a bit, but. Yeah, I mean, look, 
Much I, better I, than those, you know, Bernie Sanders way, tweets that we see. And Nina Turner, yeah, man. Uh, I think you can we can make a segment on Nina Turner and Bernie Sanders like outdoing themselves with the simplest yeah, tweets out there. I mean, uh, I enjoyed stating this. The obvious. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, oh, politicians, you can't trust them. Yeah. Corporations, <laughs> they are they are in it for the money. Oh, but we're not jo- I'm not joking. And Nina Turner and Bernie Sanders, that's that, all their genuine- tweets are like this. Come yeah. on, evolve. Yeah. As the vanguard were telling yeah. Kyle, evolve a bit. Even beyond, what the f- like, did you guys know that military industrial complex benefits from wars? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, so, no, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, this whole Ethiopian war, there is not much material on it, but there are a lot of people saying that American government is trying to under, I mean, the gray zone people, mm-hmm. that's their argument that the American government is trying to undermine the 